Welcome to the Carl Vlogs Podcast. I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. I haven't done a podcast in a little while, but I've actually been getting some requests on Twitter and by email. People wondering where the podcast is, and so I thought I would just grab the mic uh, with nothing planned, throw it on here, and kind of talk about what's been going on. Um, holy smokes. We have been super busy. Uh, the one thing that a lot of people don't know is that we have a lot of stuff going on outside of YouTube constantly. They, I think a lot of people see our videos. We have four different channels and that alone is, is a lot of work to people that understand kind of what it takes, how much time goes into filming and editing and photoshopping and uploading and managing all of it. But um, we also have a couple of other businesses on the side that we do that revolve around YouTube but are not directly associated with our channels per se. So we have uh, other companies. We have a, a very strict consulting company where we help other people start YouTube channels. But I mean, don't send us emails or applications or anything. It's kind of like a by request only when we uh, pick and choose particular people that we want to work with. Um, then, so we, we've got our hands full with that. We also have another business that we're starting as well that's underway in the testing phases. Uh, that's more of a larger scale internet marketing company. But anyway, that's all kind of boring uh, probably to talk about on a podcast. I just kind of want to give everybody an idea. So what's going on? But um, as far as life in general, life is awesome, you guys. Things are going well. YouTube is super scary to be a part of right now, especially as a full-time creator. I think, I think 2017 has probably been the most insecure and terrifying time to be a YouTuber that I've ever experienced. Um, I think it's better. I think YouTube as a site as a whole is better. And I think it's like cleaning up its act. I think it's cleaning up its policies. I think the algorithm, they're trying to teach it. But the problem is, is that it's making a lot of mistakes. So it's a really difficult time to start a YouTube channel to be successful on YouTube. There's a weird kind of an insecurity vibe that's going on with a lot of the YouTube creators where you feel like in spite of your best efforts, you kind of feel like you're stuck a little bit. You're pigeonholed with the type of videos that you can do based on how the algorithm sees your channel. You kind of feel a little bit slotted, like it's hard to be experimental or to try new things because like if the algorithm sees, if YouTube sees your YouTube channel as being all about one particular thing like if what you do on your channel or what you've had the most success with is like making slime recipes then it gets really hard anymore to break free of doing slime videos and to try and do different things or to do fun creative ideas you kind of get stuck now the way the algorithm seems to work to where you have to continually revisit and do slime stuff and you can never get out of it if that's how the algorithm sees your channel is what it's being about. Um, there's also the big widespread like demonetizations that are going on that are really difficult to understand. Uh, we had a Disney World video where we went on a trip to Disney World with uh, Brian and Missy Landing with the Daily Bumps and 
that video got demonetized and I don't understand why uh, because it's completely 100% family friendly. All we did was go to Disney World and go on the rides and have a good time. There was no copyrighted music. There was no uh, inappropriate portrayal of the Disney characters on screen. There was no inappropriate conversation or discussion about the characters on screen. It was literally just our two families at Disney World with the kids having fun going on the rides. And not only did the algorithm demonetize that video on its initial check, but I submitted the video for review and it still was demonetized. And so that what demonetized means is basically that there's no ads on the, on the video, which means you can't make an income off of that, which means basically the whole trip to Florida with daily bumps, uh, we can't ever make any money back off of the views of that video or that trip. Uh, still worth it, still like a super fun trip that we went on, and it's not all about the money. But as a full-time YouTuber, when you're counting on that income and you're working towards uh, building a business and you're hiring employees like editors and production managers and marketing experts, graphic designers, and you have people making products to sell on your website and you have all this stuff that builds up around your business, and then all of a sudden, if I can't upload a video where I just go to Disneyland with my kids, if that's not safe to upload to YouTube without the fear of getting demonetized, then what is? You know what I mean? That's the, that's the hard thing is this year has really given me a lot of insecurities about being a full-time YouTuber this year that I didn't really have before. Uh, previously, I've always just been trying to unravel the mystery of YouTube and I felt like I was getting smarter. But now I feel like as soon as I, I learn something, not too much long later, they implement changes or update the website or they start enforcing new policies and the site's making a bunch of mistakes. And I feel like there's just a little bit too much out of the YouTuber's control, out of the content creator's control. So it's become a little bit of a terrifying site to rely upon. Um, I love it. I'll, I'll probably continue to upload to YouTube. Uh, I don't love the insecurities. I don't love the demonetization policies and how rough they are. But I think over time, hopefully they get smarter. The algorithm gets smarter. But you know what? My faith has been a little bit shaken this year uh, in, in the site as a whole. And that's sad because I really love the platform. I really am going to continue to use it and everything. But I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of content creators that if something better came along would jump ship and go somewhere else that seem to have everything together. But I don't think you're ever going to compete with Google. I think maybe Amazon stands a chance. I think Facebook maybe stands a chance, but they're so primitive. Um, they're so behind the, the curve with all of it that I think YouTube will always just stay one step ahead. I might be wrong. I don't know. Things change. Things come and go. But... Uh, the nice thing about life is that you can make of it what you want. And what I mean by that is that we live in a day and an age that I've kind of realized that like if you see opportunities, you can take them. And that's really cool. You can reinvent yourself. You can learn new things. Like if I decided right now at the end of this podcast that I wanted to get my pilot's license, I could get online, find somebody doing pilot training or where I could get my pilot license and go to school to do that and get certified and everything. And uh, I could go figure it out and do it. I could get on Instagram and see 
somebody that lives around me somewhere near or not even lives close to me that has, I don't know, I'm just making this up off the top of my head, but maybe I find somebody on Instagram who is doing pottery. I don't know. I just made that up. So they're, they're like, I'm going to do something maybe a little bit more cool. Maybe they're like making their own handmade knives on Instagram. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. I could actually reach out to that exact person with their Instagram account and tell them that I would like to apprenticeship or I would like them to mentor me. Uh, and if they couldn't do it, maybe they put me in contact with a friend of theirs that would. And I could fly out and learn from that person of how to make knives and stuff. And I think that's just like a really cool time to be alive. We, we live in a really fascinating time where all of your opportunities are there. You could see something on some fun Facebook post, like maybe some fancy dessert at a restaurant in France, and then you can put that on your bucket list and work towards it and go to that restaurant and order that food. And I, I just think it's amazing how small the world is right now and how limitless the, the potential of what you can do. You can, wherever you're sitting right now, if you're unhappy with your job or your career, all you have to do is start to become obsessed with your passion. Whatever catches your interest. And I think it should be a lot of different things. But eventually something will emerge that you realize, wow, not only do I love this thing, but there's people doing this full time. There's a potential here that I could do this full time, that I could do this for my work, that I could start a business around this. And there's no avoiding the work, I don't think, but um, you can get involved and you could find a measure of your own success with that if you decide to pursue it. And a good example that just popped into mind of how I've done this in the past is besides YouTube, is that there was a, a few years ago, I got really fascinated with the whole Bigfoot thing with Sasquatch and Bigfoot. And I was like, with today's day and age, with the technology that we have, with the motion sensing cameras and night vision and thermal scopes, with all this technology, with drones coming out with high definition cameras and everything, like people should be able to track down and find Sasquatch if this is a real creature, right? And so a few years ago, I got really into it and I realized there was these, these group of people on YouTube and on the internet as a whole who were kind of the leaders of the online Bigfoot community. It's, which sounds funny, but you you think of something and name it, and there's a community out there, or a group of people that are active about it, or there's a Facebook page revolving around it. And so I got interested in Bigfoot. I realized that there was a core group of people that were continually uploading videos that were completely focused on Sasquatch. There were people that were making, uh, in the process of filming documentaries. Uh, they had Facebook pages and blogs that they were running. Anyway, there was this whole group of people. There's even uh, like the Finding Bigfoot TV show on TV, you know, with all the, the guys that are out with the camera gear and they're looking for Sasquatch on TV. So it's like this whole big movement and phenomenon back a few years ago. And here I was just sitting at home. I'm like a nobody. I'm not, I don't even have like a lot of outdoors experience or 
animal tracking. I don't have a degree in paleontology or anything like that at all, like no experience at all. But I get interested in it. I upload a few like theories, like few videos about it. I get involved in the Facebook group. I take an interest in it. Next thing you know, I'm making friends in the face in the Facebook groups and communities online revolving around Bigfoot. And so all of a sudden I'm friends with all these people. There's a bunch of private chatting going on. I'm uploading videos and people are subscribing to my channel because of Bigfoot. And it all becomes this whole thing. And next thing I know, I'm like, I'm driving out to California with plaster in my trunk of the car and camping equipment. And now all of a sudden I'm meeting all these people. I'm emailing back and forth with some of the top Bigfoot researchers. And while we're there at a site where there's Bigfoot activity supposedly going on, we find footprints. It ends up in a documentary. I plaster casted the footprint. And then, um, what's his name? Uh, the big guy, what's his name? Is it Bobo? I can't remember. Off of the Finding Bigfoot show. And the other guy, uh, man, I can't remember any of their names anymore. It's been so long. I haven't been in the community uh, for a long time. But anyway, um, the same guys from the TV show uh, saw my Bigfoot track. It was taken to them like in California. They even checked it out and looked at it. Um, the doctor, the leading Bigfoot researcher who is in all the documentaries, name his name is Jeff Meldrum. He even looked at the cast, or so I was told. I wasn't there when he looked at it. But they took it to him and showed him the footprint that I cast. And so, I mean, it's like you can, if I, if I decided I wanted to stick with it and continue to do like Bigfoot research, just because of some life choices that I made and getting involved on the internet, I you could become totally caught up into something that you're not involved in at all right now. If I decided right now that I wanted to say, like, I really like flying drones, I would like to get into drone racing, I could do some Google searches, some YouTube searches, start to get involved into some local clubs and communities. I could buy some the right racing drone and get out there and start competing and making videos and end up you know, if I stuck with it, a big part of like the drone racing world and getting all steeped in it. So you could go any direction that you want because the world is moving fast and changing a lot. And in the end, that's why I'm like not too terrified or scared of the changes that YouTube is making because the way I see the world and the way that I view it is just with like limited, uh, unlimited choices and possibility. You could take up any kind of hobbies that you want. You could get online and look through the things, the Facebook pages that you're following or the Instagram pages that you're following and see the things that people are doing and, and consistent interests and hobbies that you might have or that you're fascinated in. And you can private message all those people. You can join those groups. You can start to get involved. You can create your own Facebook page. You can start your own YouTube channel, your own blog posts. Start your own podcast. You could do anything that you want. If you see somebody else doing it and you're fascinated or interested in that, you can connect with those people, drive out, fly out, make a change, move. Uh, I'm not telling you to like quit your job or this or that, but you never know. Like the potential and the possibilities out there are endless. And that's kind of why I view the world the way that I do. I'm like, if YouTube starts to like 
screw up too much and make too many mistakes and everybody starts jumping ship and the money like dries up and and it gets to be this thing where even the subscribers that we have are not seeing our videos because the website's just too broken and the notifications aren't getting sent out. You know, I mean, if the whole thing just kind of crashes and burns, I'm not terrified by that because, because there's like a million different ways that you can go. And it's hard to start where you're at. I understand that. It's really hard like when you're working full time, you've got student loans and debt and like a mortgage or other things that you're trying to deal with. Maybe you're married and you're in like a dual income house, but there's a power there even when you're in those situations to where when you really don't have a lot to lose, then you can go anywhere that you want. You just have to push for it. You've got to work for it. Just like you would pack a parachute before taking a jump. I think I've talked about this in podcasts before, but you can totally go and jump out of an airplane and you can take chances and risks and follow your dreams and passions in your life. But in my opinion, the part that people don't talk about very much is the preparation and the training involved and making sure that everything is ready and that you're double and triple checking things. Because let me slow down just a little bit. I'm, I feel like I'm kind of rambling just a little bit. But what I mean is you should take risks in your life. You should take chances. But those risks and chances should be prepared for and calculated. So you should take calculated and prepared for chances and risks. And so I don't mean like, oh, I, I saw this this YouTube channel where these guys were making handmade knives and I would like to get into that. So I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to fly down to Phoenix, Arizona, where this guy is. I'm just making this up, by the way. I'm going to fly to Phoenix, Arizona, and I'm going to I'm going to go over and try to apprenticeship with this guy and da 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 da. No, it doesn't work like that. Like that day might come, but it might take you six months to a year of work and preparation to get to that point. You might need to like get involved in the online communities, get some tools, make some knives yourself, start your own Instagram page, build up a little bit of a fan base with your own work. And then fly out to collaborate and to do some mentoring and to learn from other people. And next thing you know, like five years go down the road and you're professionally hand making and selling custom knives online on Etsy and on Amazon and wherever. I don't know. Like your entire life can change within a year if you plan it out properly. If you think it through and you take calculated risks and they might fail. But the, the nice thing is is that even though you're doing this one thing now, the worst that can happen is that one thing doesn't work. But the good news is, is there's endless opportunities and possibilities for you if you really believe in yourself and if you really prepare yourself and you have a good mind and good health and the ability to go out and pursue them. Does that make sense? I don't know. That's kind of my whole approach to the world. So that's what we're doing. We're just uh, taking things as they come. And it can be frustrating, I think, for the people around us sometimes because we'll make plans with people and then, uh, or, or things just come up. It's hard for us to make plans with people. I think that's more what I mean to say is that like, 
people will say, oh, we've got uh, this get together going on in three weeks. But honestly, until like a week before, we don't really know what's going on or what our options are. So we like to keep our schedule pretty wide open so we're flexible and we can go where where the best opportunities are. But sometimes we don't know until just like a few days before. So we're always hesitant to like um, get too far ahead of ourselves because a lot of opportunities come up on very short notice and you have to be poised and ready to jump on them. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. I'm just talking around in circles right now, sharing some thoughts and what's on my mind. Life is awesome though. I think where we're living, I'm super happy with where we live. I like the community. Uh, I, I like the way things are going. I feel like our success on YouTube is going really well. We just passed a million subscribers on Carl and Ginger, you guys. Thank you so much. It, it's freaking awesome. Uh, <laughs> I actually, the, the pop-up just finally showed up on my back end of the channel on YouTube. Um, we're already at like 1,040,000 subscribers or something like that. And... At 40,000 subscribers yet later, the the uh, pop-up appeared on the dashboard to where I could request the gold play button. So that's going to be cool when that finally shows up in the mail. Um, it, it says it can take like up to two to three months for it to arrive. But that's understandable. They have to make them. They like hand make each one. I, or I mean, they I don't know if they hand make them. But the place that makes them, they make them custom for each YouTuber. So... I don't know. We'll see. It'll be really cool when it finally shows up. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, life is good. I finally got to go to Norway, and so I need to reevaluate my bucket list for travel. I need to reevaluate my entire bucket list, I think, because I've accomplished pretty much everything on there except for getting down to my goal weight, which is something I'm going to be working on today as well. Um, I'm actually going to be driving over and checking out a couple of gyms. I need to go... I want to go check out an MMA gym across town and I need to go. There's another one uh, kind of across town that's really cool that I'm interested in. It's a, it's a workout gym that has all the exercise equipment and the weights and all that stuff. But what's cool about it is that all of the different sections of the gym are like compartmentalized off with these walls, kind of like cubicles. So when you get on a piece of exercise equipment, you can kind of actually shut the door and have privacy. So when you're in there doing your reps or your sets, um, you can kind of close the door and feel like people aren't staring at you. So you can actually lift weights and not worry about the faces that you're pulling. You know what I mean? Like your strained faces when you're trying to lift weights and you're like, <laughs> and you're like grunting really hard and there's like sweat dripping off your nose and stuff. Like I, I like the idea of being able to do that without people watching me or without people staring at me. The downside though that I'm a little bit concerned about is um, people just hogging the machines. So like I get there and I would like to use this particular weightlifting equipment, but the person in there is trying to do all five sets of their lift. And so they're in that cubicle for like 30 minutes or an hour uh, and I have to wait for them to leave that little section so I can get in there and use the equipment. So I worry about there being a lot of people in there and not being able to just uh, get on the equipment or see when it's available. I don't know. And maybe they have some sort of a, a way to work around that. I don't know. I, but I need to go check it out. That's the whole thing is I have too many questions right now 
to pull the trigger. And I definitely don't want to sign some annual contract where I'm locked in for like a year. I, I need to have month to month uh, payments. I would almost rather pay more for a month to month membership than an annual membership because the amount of months that sometimes I'll just spend 10 days and I'll be gone like on a trip. Uh, there's just too many instances like that where we're on the road or traveling or gone for like a week or 10 days at a time. And I don't want to spend, uh, I don't want to pay for that entire month if I'm not even going to be around. You guys know what I mean? Anyway, it's, it's a good time. Uh, things are going well. Businesses are doing well. We just got to, I just feel like even though we passed a million subscribers and we have all this stuff, now I've, I've got to reevaluate everything. I've got to reset a lot of things in my life. I need to stop seeing myself as like, oh, I've lost a ton of weight. I've lost 100 pounds. I used to weigh 375, uh, almost 400 pounds, and now I'm, I'm like 280 right now. I need to stop looking at myself at how much I've accomplished and I, I need one of those harsh realities where I stop and I look at myself like I'm at ground zero and I need to start again. And I feel like that's going to be good for me. I need to stop and say, okay, I'm 280 pounds right now and that's still way overweight. So I'm 280. I need to get down to this. This is where I'm starting from. Starting at scratch, I need to make another push here. And I need to kind of forget about some of those things in the past. Now, I've, as far as bucket list stuff, I need to also do that with financial goals. Like it used to be paying off debt. Like I need to pay off all my debt. Well, now we need to buy a house and get that paid off. And then I need to set up uh, some diversified income. Like we need to get some maybe buy some rental homes that we rent out or make some different investments or start, you know, we have these side businesses maybe we need to invest a little bit more in. I don't know. There's a lot of different ways that I need to go, but I need to reevaluate and come up with some new goals. I need to pick, I think the number one place on my list that I would love to go next is Japan. And maybe we'll talk about that in another, another podcast as to why I want to go to Japan. But I would really love to go to Japan next. That would be really cool. I would love to go to Japan and, and take a tour of like Nintendo headquarters in Kyoto. That would be way cool. I would love to go over there and be able to film like a Nintendo brand deal or sponsorship deal. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But I, would, I, I just love the whole culture over there. I love the old world Japanese culture with like the sushi and the dojos and the karate and the... All of that, like the really cool ancient Asian cultures over there. And then I love how right on top of that is just crazy, like the manga and the <laughs> the neon lights and the crazy futuristic stuff. And I just love how out there and crazy. I, I want to go to like a Japanese game show and sit in the audience and watch all the shenanigans live and not have a clue what's going on. I love the idea of going to a location like, like Japan and not being able to read the language or understand it or to speak it and just completely feel like you're almost on an alien world. I think that would be so cool. So I think that's number one on my list of like places I want to travel to. I think Japan's definitely next. I think uh, I... Uh, one of the first YouTube videos I ever uploaded was called Five Life Goals. 
And that's kind of how I started on YouTube is I had five goals that I wanted to accomplish and I wanted to accomplish it through YouTube um, or life in general. It ended up being accomplished on YouTube, almost all of it. But let me see if I can remember what they were real quick. So the first one was I needed to lose 100 pounds and I've done that. I needed, I wanted to get completely out of debt, uh, done that. So that was number two. I wanted to... Uh, what was the other one? Uh, get a job making 50,000 a year. I am a full-time YouTube YouTuber and, um, we've done that. So that's three out of the five. The other two, I don't think really apply anymore. One was to get a master's degree. Uh, I went back to get a master's degree to accomplish that one. And I realized the schooling that I went into, and maybe it was just the, the university that I attended, but I realized that I knew more than the teachers did and they were having me help like teach the classes. They were, they had no idea. It was like social media marketing and all that. And they were so far behind the times that I realized it was just a huge waste of money to go get a master's degree. I was like, it was pretty pointless. So um, that one's off the list. I don't care about that. The other one, number five was to publish a book that might still happen. I don't have any ideas. I've written a book. I actually wrote a sci-fi fantasy book, uh, a, a full-length one. I think if it was printed out, it would be over 500 pages or something like that. I wrote an entire book, but it's awful when it comes to like the grammar and the composition. I think I even switched from like first person to third person. I just kind of was like having fun writing it. So I don't know. Um, but it would be cool someday to write a book. So I don't know. Real quick here. It's like we're getting 30 minutes into this podcast. Maybe I'll think about it. And on the next podcast, we'll discuss what are my new five life goals. And we'll discuss that. In the meantime, think about maybe what your five life goals are. And then I'm also going to pick. How about we do this? I'm going to give myself some homework. I'm going to, I'm going to write this down too. I'm going to pick new five goals and then I'm going to also pick um, five new hobbies or interests that'll be cool and I want these to be random things and 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 I'm just gonna say I'm gonna try five new hobbies that doesn't mean I'm gonna like stick with them because I might decide that it's not for me once I get into it but Maybe I want to become a scuba diver. Maybe I want to get my pilot's license, something like that. I don't know. So those would be f part of the five life goals. But the hobbies, I think you should have some fun ones. I want to have some hobbies or I'm going to say hobbies or f uh, fun things. I don't know. Fun things that I want to do, which are different than goals. So like, um, I don't know, maybe we'll talk about this in the next one. Uh, I've got to sort this out because hobbies and fun things are definitely different than goals, but they can be intertwined. So I'm gonna have to brainstorm about it and we'll come back and revisit this in the next podcast. Just a quick little 30 minute podcast for you guys. Hope you guys are having a great time and that you're making every day awesome because everybody, every I'm messing up. Got to say the tagline right, right? This is our whole slogan, and I mean it. Every day's a new day. Make it an awesome one. 
See you later.